Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Tower 2. Of Oilers now. Hour two of Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. Actually, this is hour number four this week. We spoke on Monday. Something I've got to correct quickly here is that uh, I mentioned that the the Prince Albert Raiders were 26-0-1 and or 26-1-0-1. That is inaccurate. That was pointed out on the text line. Appreciate that coming out of Bonneville. They're actually 28-2-1. So what I was looking at was the article that came out when they were uh, most recently named, again, the number one team in the CHL. But nevertheless, a tough test for the Oil Kings tonight. Tough test as well for the Oilers coming up. And we'll get to Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press to talk exactly about that uh, that matchup. But for now, I'll remind you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. We're available to call on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. And of course, you can always send a text at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. With over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, they are one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Tweet the uh, tweet the show at Oilers Now. Tweet me at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with two E's. And we'll remind you very quickly that guests of this show also receive gift cards to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. Okay, without further ado, I know he's up on a bit of a time crunch today, but he made some time for us anyway. This is Jason Bell joining the show once again from the Winnipeg Free Press. Jason, how's it going today? Terrific. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, and appreciate you being here as well. So the uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, we've come to expect them as a perennial contender now. Six wins in their last seven games. What's the overall vibe out in Manitoba about this group? Well, it's uh, certainly with the club. Everybody's pretty pretty happy with the way things are going. The practice this morning was optional, and there weren't too many guys taking part. I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot of guys feeling like they needed to skate today. They had a in some respects, a pretty easy time with Chicago. In some respects, they had to kind of uh, play a little smarter as the game went on as the Hawks made a bit of a push, but they won 6-3. And they've got a real busy week coming up. And so, as I say, today was a bit of an optional. Um, they go, you know, you've got Edmonton coming in, and then they immediately go to Chicago. And then they have Tampa Bay, uh, top team in the league, coming in on Sunday. So 
But this organization is feeling really good about where they're sitting right now. I mean, they're you know they're just a point back of of Nashville in the in the, in the very very difficult uh, Central Division, and Colorado's nipping on their heels. But you know they're they've got 19. 19 wins and they got a real good winning percentage and as you suggested they want to believe that they're about seven and three in their last 10 so it's uh you know it's joy in jetville as they say out here yeah a couple of huge wins as you mentioned 11 four and two at bell mts place 19 nine and two overall and it's a lot to do with the power play this year isn't it number one in the league at 30.3 percent yeah they uh Really uh, stormed the Blackhawks last night and were uh, three of five, I believe. Um, they got a couple from the the first uh, unit, and then they they, they got a, a rare goal from the second unit. Matthew Pro scored, but Kyle Connor got a couple of goals last night, including one of the power play. Mark Scheifele got to his 17th, and that was on the power play. And yeah, they're clicking along at 30.3 right now, and that's uh, you know they've had a real good power play for the last couple of years. When you add a Patrick Lyon to the mix, and you've got a great passer and Blake Wheeler, one of the great setup guys in all of hockey. And, you know, Mark Scheifele uh, always scored goals here and there, but proved in the playoffs last year that he can be a bit of a sniper as well. And he's got 17 now through through 30 regular season games so he's you know they just they've got a tremendous amount of firepower on this organization and then when they when they throw a lot of it out there on the you know with the man advantage it, it can be pretty pretty lethal and you look at the the splits and the numbers here which i find very amusing patrick lyonet leads the team with 21 goals he only has six assists blake wheeler he's got the yeah he's he's got it for the side young oh absolutely he is 21 and six <laughs> uh blake wheeler on the other hand five goals 33 assists, leading the team with 38 points. Those two complement each other incredibly well, don't they? Well, they do, but, it, you know, Patrick Liney is playing on uh, the Brian Little line now with uh, with Kyle Connor, and they've got uh, Nick, Nikolai Ehlers playing on the left side with Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler. So they've really got a, a two, two lines humming along uh, in that top six. Um, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a National Hockey League team that can put out you know, the, the talent that the Jets can put out with that top six. But, you know, you're right about Blake Wheeler, only five goals, but he really is a true setup guy. He's got the 33 helpers. And, and there's actually times when, you know, you watch Blake Wheeler come into the, come into the offensive zone and there's probably people in, the, in their seats wishing he'd shoot a little more because he does have a pretty good shot and he's scored goals over his career. But when you've got Mark Scheifele and, and uh, Nikolai Ehlers with you and then on the power play, you've got, You've also got Patrick Liney, and then you can dump it back to big Dustin Buffin on the point who's got a cannon. Uh, it's no wonder that the Jets captain, Blake Wheeler, is always kind of looking to dish the puck. So he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of options out there. In goal, Connor Hellebuck having a good, not great season. And behind him is Laurent Brassois, of course, a former Oiler who is 6-1-1 with a 9-3-2 save percentage. What does it mean to this team to not have to burden Hellebuck with, you know, 65 or 70 games if you're getting that kind of play out of Brassois? Well, it's yeah, it's a tremendous benefit for this organization. I mean, the, the backup role with the... You know, with the Winnipeg Jets, it's a traditionally, right, going back to 2011, 2012, when, when, when Andre Pavlik was the man, but really, you know, Chris Mason was a backup, and then they had uh, Michael Hutchinson backing him up, and they had, a, you know, they had a, a bit of cast of characters that never really did the trick, and so the onus was always on Pavlik. And then when they got Steve Mason in last year, that, that things went south real quick, where he got off to a poor start and then had all kinds of injuries, troubles with concussions. And it was really a coming out coming out party for Connor Hellebuck, and you know he was obviously a Vezina Trophy finalist, and 
and uh, won a whole lot of hockey games. And this year, you know, yes, a bit of a slower start, but he's been absolutely tremendous in his last four or five starts. I mean, you know, save percentage is elevated now uh, to uh, 9-10, and it was hovering around that little, uh, even a little under 9 there for a while. And, you know, with the goals against 2.80. And uh, so he's, you know, he is going to carry the mail, but you're right. I mean, if they want to limit some starts, be a little bit more... uh, uh, you know, take a more proactive approach to making sure that he's good to go in those dog days of March and April, then, you know, you want to have a guy that you can count on. And they have really liked what they've had, uh, what they have in Lauren Brossois. And I know that people in Edmonton are probably scratching their heads wondering how this guy has all of a sudden become a goaltender. But, you know, he's he's done everything they've asked of him and more. And there just seems to be a real good uh, connection with him and Hellebuck. They they share the same agent. They same they share the the same uh, off ice training during the uh, during the off season. Uh, real good partnership. Seem to be pretty good friends at this point. And Brassois has been outstanding. Last night he probably let one in uh, from a bad angle from Alex Debrinket that he'd like to have back. But there've been very very few of those softies. Uh, he's He's faced a lot of rubber too this year. I mean, upwards of 30 shots plus every time he, you know, he's in the net, and uh, you know he's done he's done wonders in in the I think it's seven starts he's had and, and then uh, eight eight total appearances. So he got robbed. He got a he got a loss, pegged for a loss. I believe it was Calgary where the game was already out of reach when he came in. The Jets score a couple of late goals and he gets a loss, which really wasn't even fair to him. So he could easily be you know you know unbeaten this year. They've got one of the best goalies in the American Hockey League and Eric Comrie within the system. What is it what does it mean for him and, and his future with the team, the fact that you've got a backup playing like this and that I assume was what they were grooming him for, at least in the the short term, right? Yeah, and you know, we 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 wondered about that, uh, how how this sits with Eric and Eric's had a couple of cups of coffee with the organization over the course of the last two seasons. Uh, he had his NHL debut at the end of the 16-17 season in Columbus and got a win, and then 17-18 he had a couple of appearances and won a couple, lost a couple, and uh, you know he's had great numbers in the American Hockey League. Obviously, a remarkable junior career as well. And just a really good kid. I mean, we always, we really like speaking with Eric. He's up front. He's really accessible. He's approachable, and and, and likes to talk hockey. And, and you just know is just dying for an opportunity. And you don't know if it's going to be with this organization because Connor Hellebuck just ain't. Uh, that that big uh, mega deal in the summer for I think it's six so six years thirty seven million or thirty seven and change million and and uh, you know at least for the time being Laurent Bossois is here on a one year deal but who knows if that if he'll be uh, you know either extended or if he'll uh, you know re up in the summer or if he just keeps you know he's, you know, can't afford to spend a whole lot more on goaltenders I mean so. But you're right about Eric Comrie. I mean, perhaps, and we've wondered if there's been, if there, if even at the trade deadline uh, or in the summer, pardon me, after Bossois was acquired, whether you know a deal might be coming for Comrie to to, to go to another organization that's looking to, to you know to build with a young goaltender. So that remains to be seen. But you know, he's one of these guys that probably should be in the National Hockey League, but because of circumstances, he's still in the American League. Yeah, you look around the league right now in Philadelphia and St. Louis, and even goaltending's been good in Detroit this year, or how about Carolina, for example? They could all use the services of somebody like Comrie. Chatting with Jason Bell right now from the Winnipeg Free Press. It's Brendan Escott hosting Oilers Now today. The last time the Oilers and Jets met, 5-4 victory, it was October 16th, and that was... uh, the Oilers hadn't even played a home game at this point. Talbot got the win. He will get back into the goal for the Oilers. Are there any uh, roster news?
news, notes, anything like that ahead of tomorrow night's game, Jason? From uh, the Winnipeg You know, we did. We uh, it's funny. We met with Coach today, and nobody brought anything up. But we assume it's going to be exactly the same group that went out against Chicago the other night. Uh, except that Connor Hellebuck will play tomorrow night. For, we're 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 absolutely certain of that. The Jets have uh, Joe Morrow on the shelf. He won't play likely uh, as far as the defensive side. Uh, Andrew Cobb is still uh, recovering from a concussion. He won't play. Um, but, you, you know, you're going to see, as I mentioned, uh, Mark Scheifele's line with, with uh, Wheeler and Nikolai Ehlers. You're going to see Brian Little centering Connor, Kyle Connor and Patrick Liney. You'll see a third line of Adam Lowry with uh, Brandon Tanev and Matthew Perot. And then a fourth line has been interesting. Jack Rosovic, who was a first-round draft choice a couple of years ago, a late pick. You know, he's played uh, really well with limited minutes. Uh, and then he's got Mason Appleton, who was the American Hockey League rookie of the year last year. He's on the other side. And then uh, Brandon Lemieux, who, of course, is the son of Claude Lemieux, who plays with a, he plays with a real edge. He rounds out that fourth line. And then, the, you know, a great pairing in, in Jacob Troop and Josh Morrissey, one of the great pairings of the National Hockey League. And you got Dustin Bufflin playing with Ben Sherratt. And then Tyler Myers, who's really, you know, he had a terrible start to the season. He'd be the first to admit it. Um, you know, a guy who is a former rookie of the year in the National Hockey League who's really, really struggled early and is in the last year. He's an unrestricted free agent this summer. So, you know, he wants to not just win. He also wants to position himself for a new contract. But, wow, Tyler Myers has been outstanding the last couple of weeks. and has been He's got a couple of goals in two games. And he plays alongside Dmitry Kulikov, who's back from injury. So, the roster is kind of where they want it right now. But that's not Joe Morrow is a nice insurance policy, but he'd be in the press box if he was healthy anyway. So uh, they're, they're a pretty healthy hockey club. This is Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press. I, I know we've got to let you go in a minute here, but you brought up Josh Morrissey. He's a guy that uh, I was kind of paying attention to in junior, and, and it was almost a head-scratcher. It's like, how is he so good? Because he's so quiet on the ice if that makes sense it doesn't look like he's doing anything particularly extravagant but he never seems to make many mistakes does he no he doesn't make any mistakes and actually yeah, I, I kind of see where you're at as far as you know a guy that's not that noticeable but he has become very noticeable I mean he at times when Dustin Buffin was hurt I mean Josh Morrissey can anchor a power play and really moves the puck well you know, he, he doesn't make any blunders in his own end. He, his first pass is always terrific. Um, he's got a great, hard, low shot that uh, that produces points. He's, in, he's, in, he's a real good skater through the neutral zone. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, they, <laughs> you know, they just love the fact that he's, he's on the top rank with Jacob Truba. I mean, he's just signed a bridge deal. So he, like Jacob Truba, who neither of them have signed any long-term deals with the club, they're sort of, they're kind of rolling the dice on each, on their careers where they feel they feel like they can really cash in following bridge deals. Well, Jacob Truba is actually he went to arbitration, so he, they're going to have to deal with his contract again this summer. But yeah, Josh Morrissey has been you know I think most people as as great as Dustin Bufflin can be in a game changer. Um, Josh Morrissey has sort of slowly become the number one defenseman uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. There's a hot take from Jason Bell. I'm going to put you on the spot one last time before we let you go. Uh, prediction for tomorrow night. Oh, I hate doing that. It, uh, you know, most I, people do. Yeah, <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets have played some awfully good hockey, and they sure score goals. But boy, uh, you know what Hitch has done over there with this organization and so much young talent. Um, I think that the Jets may maybe have an edge, but when you got the best player in the world on your side, the economy gave it. It doesn't hurt. So you want me? You want a prediction? I'm going to say uh, five-three Winnipeg with an empty netter. 
Sticking with the hometown team. Appreciate the time today, Jason. We'll hook up soon, okay? Take care. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. It is 1.20 in Edmonton. We're going to take a break here on Oilers now. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll tee up the 135 segment. We're going to check back in with the World Junior A Challenge that's taking place in Bonneville. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We'll see how some of the draft-eligible prospects are doing there. And uh, we'll come back to that after a break here on Others Now. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today. Bob traveling with the Oilers as they make their way from Denver to Winnipeg. They will take on the Jets tomorrow night. That is a 6 p.m. puck drop, 4.30 for the face-off show. And you can catch that here on 6.30, Chad. We've got, uh, we've got a few minutes to play with here, so why don't we open up the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. I saw a couple of people trying to call off the top of the show. Now is the time to voice an opinion. I imagine that'll be a lot of praise this time around, considering the Oilers are now 8-2-1 under Ken Hitchcock and playing pretty good hockey. Tell me what you thought of last night, because we don't see them play with a lead very often. Not like that. And they ended up nearly coughing it up. Sometimes you need to uh, to put up a touchdown on the scoreboard to get out of one, and typically not when you've got Koskin in a net, or the way the Talbot's been playing lately for that matter. But it took the offensive effort, and they got it when they needed it. Nugent Hopkins very close to a hat trick a couple of times. He was robbed on a breakaway looking for goal number three. Couldn't find the empty net either. But it's nice to see him picking up his offensive game because he is so good defensively. I was uh, carousing Twitter this morning, as I often do, and I believe it was Mark Spector that sent out a tweet that said something to the effect of he could be mentioned with the likes of uh, Patrice Bergeron or that kind of two-way forward later on as his as game continues to develop. Possibly a Selkie Trophy candidate in the years to come. He's certainly proving to have that two-way pedigree. You can text us on the Heartland Ford text line as well at 630-630. We'll go there right now and... Melissa from Edmonton has asked if there's any thoughts as to why the refs did not step in when Matt Benning in that fight with Matt Calvert, his helmet came off after the quick jump in a few games ago with Lucic. If you watch enough hockey, you start to realize that even if the officials are given a point of emphasis, they don't always adhere to that. And I do believe that that is something that they've been told to look out for throughout this year and it doesn't play in every single situation it's not as if they were breaking up uh, 
you know, if, if Benning was getting tuned in, for example, by Calvert, I think that they would have stepped in. It was a pretty even tilt between two guys who are not only not really fighters, but they're not heavyweights either. So I think that might have been a judgment call. But you're right, Melissa. They For something that I actually noticed that when the game was going on too, thinking, well, clearly that's not a mandated thing and perhaps just something that they've been heightened to in the officiating teams around the league. Comes in from James at Edmonton, says, Hi, Brandon, just wanted to say that the backhand pass that Dreisaitl made to McDavid on the fourth lo- the fourth goal rather, has got to be one of the sickest backhand passes ever made. I can watch it over and over. And then he asks if the Oilers are calling up Jones and Bear. Well, we'll get to the first point of this first. Yeah, that was incredible, wasn't it? Like, it really speaks to the talent level of the NHL hockey player. When you see somebody make a place like that, an aerial floated pass to an area hits McDavid enough in stride. He had to fight for it a little bit, but he picked it up because he is, in fact, Connor McDavid. And he made the dry side look real good on that play. As for whether they're calling up Jones or Bear, we touched on this earlier and a couple good texts came across the, the text line on this as well. Talking about the fact that Ethan Bear is a right shot defender, so he's not going to get called up if he's going to play with Larson because they're both right shots. And that's a valid point. I think more of the driving force behind the fact that he may not be the guy to get called up, and that's Ethan Bear I'm talking about, is because he doesn't have a goal. He's only at six points in 16 games on the farm. And then the text out of Provost goes on to tell me to quit talking like Ethan Bear is the answer to anything. I didn't call him the answer to anything. We don't need an answer to anything right now. But the team does need a stopgap and potentially for a long amount of time. Given the fact that Clefbaum could be out, we're just going to ballpark this right now. If, if Ken Hitchcock is talking weeks, typically that means four to six. I don't have any information on that. Actually, that's just speculation. He is back in Edmonton now being re-evaluated. But we'll find out sooner than later how long of a stopgap they're going to need to, to uh, put in place here. It's going to be Garrison out of the gate. But we'll see when Sakura comes back. I imagine that he will slot in there. A lot left up in the air right now. Text comes in uh, out of Red Deer saying, keep in mind that uh, Clefbaum is a left shot. Yeah, Bear won't play with Larson as they're both right-handed. I hope they call up Caleb Jones to play with Chris Russell. Chris Russell's a good guy to play with, I would think, is uh, as a young defender in the league. Simply because he's pretty responsible defensively. He's not going to put you at risk of having to make up for one of his errors. He's not that kind of player. So credit to him for that I would be very excited to see Caleb Jones get the call up just because you kind of want to sooner than later you want to see what the the team has and when an opportunity like this comes up are you more excited as a fan to see Jason Garrison draw in and be a steady veteran presence or would you rather somebody like a Caleb Jones get a cup of coffee in the league and and see whether he's going to be able to hang around the league. You hear this beat to death more and more. You need contributions from young players. The Oilers don't really have that on the back end, having sent down uh, Evan Bouchard. That was their chance to have their own version of that. Text comes in a Lloyd Minster saying, hi, we're only four points out of first in the division. No complaints here after the slide we were in earlier. Hitch has them playing good hockey. I like Nurse on the power play. 
again out of Lloyd Minster. Nurse looked good on the power play. You heard uh, Simpson mention it that he might be an option there to fill in for Clefbaum. We'll shift gears to Junior Hockey World Junior A Challenge. Dave Dawson is coming up after the news break to talk about uh, the last couple of days there in Bonneville. For now, we're off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.